This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Love every shot with the most complete ball in golf. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Oh, good morning, Toronto. Good morning, Canada. Whether you're listening on TSN 1050, iHeartRadio, TSN.ca, it is GTC as we kick off our winter season here now. One-hour edition of Golf Talk Canada. you got Zacchino. You've got Scully Weeks. He's out at Cabot. Uh, basically playing winter golf um, for the RBC PGA of Canada scramble. So good luck to Bob and everyone out there. Skulls, did you see some of uh, Bob's images on social media? I mean, like it basically looks like they've gone to the North Pole to, to, to play golf. Yeah, it doesn't exactly look warm. It looks very windy. I'm trying to find a forecast here as we speak. But yeah, this time of year, I think it's a bit of a crapshoot in terms of what kind of weather uh, you're going to get, but uh, you know, a bunch of them were were very bundled up. It looked like there was some night golf going on last night too, which looked uh, a little frosty to, to say the least. There's currently a frost advisory right now in Inverness, Nova Scotia. Twelve, 12 degrees at uh, right now, feeling like 13. So I mean, that's not bad. 12 degrees, feeling like 13. Your back probably won't feel awesome the next day, but. That's not bad to play golf. You know, I'll say to you, Adam, what I say to a lot of guys at my golf club that love the fall golf and love the late season golf, which I can't stand, by the way. Absolutely hate it. I'll say, you know what? This is a lovely event. We should try it in golf season next year. (laughs) It's like, you know, I don't get it. I do not get it. Anyway, uh, we got a ton to get to. We've got a Canadian win. Mackenzie Hughes, Sanderson Farms Championship, early on the ticket. Second event of the new PGA Tour season. A Canadian in the Werner Circle, his second PGA Tour win. We will break it down for you today in segment two. We'll take a deep dive. What a putting performance. He is one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. But boy, man, when you need to make those putts to get it done, and he did not have his golf swing either, we'll break it down. So lots to get to, but it is a a thumbs-up Team Canada day here on GTC. We got winners, weird and what, other leaderboards from around the world. Uh, before we get to news and headlines, Skull, I know there's only so much you can talk about. A lot of the things you saw and discussed out in Whistler while I was working the Sanderson Farms, you and Bob were at an Adidas event out in Western Canada. I was so jealous. I was having FOMO. Um, what can you tell us about your trip that isn't under embargo? What I can tell you is that what will be being released is a, a lot of different Adidas apparel that can be worn on the golf course, it can be worn off the golf course, it could be worn out on the town, it can be worn everywhere. It's where fashion meets function. And uh, there's a lot of great uh, clothing coming out. Really enjoyed testing out some of the product. There was a lot of video on social media uh, of us hitting uh, some golf balls with the new rain suit on uh, with some interesting conditions, which I think we'll tell that story when we actually get to play some of these interviews out because uh, let's just say the weather in Whistler wasn't quite cooperating for a fleece and fairways type of experience. It was a little warm for that, which was pretty funny. Weather looked great, Adam. How was the golf? How was Nicholas North? How was Chateau Whistler? Oh, they, they, they 
were very different golf courses, but but very great golf courses themselves. Yeah, the conditions were exceptional. The views in Whistler are so good. Really, really enjoyed Nicholas North in particular. I got to play both rounds with a good friend of ours, Rick Young, and John mm-hmm. Kim, who runs the Golf Heads Instagram account. They have over 200,000 Instagram followers talking all about fashion in the world of golf. So I got to play with both of them, spent a lot of time with the Preferred Lie guys. We know Pat Forbes very well. We know, the yeah, Toronto of course, Hunt Club. Well. And, and, of course, Weeksy was out there, too. And uh, I have to give Weeksy a lot of credit because he's done a lot of traveling as of late. He was on vacation. He was in Charlotte for the President's Cup. Goes all the way across to Whistler, and now he's in Cabot. So he's just racking up the air miles. But looking forward to releasing some of these interviews probably in a couple weeks or so now where we get to really deep uh, take a deep dive into the new technology, into some of these new items that you can wear sort of this time of year or early next year to get you set for the 2023 golf season. Looking forward to seeing it, hearing it, Adam. Uh, We're going to get into the McKinsey Hughes story coming up next, but first, let's do some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. All right, let's get the live stuff out of the way here early in our one-hour winter edition of Golf Talk Canada. Let's go with some positive live news first. Bryson DeChambeau. Finishes second, Adam, in the World Drive Championship. I mean, we've got to put this in perspective here. This is this is a professional golfer, uh, well, whose original goal was to win majors and win <laughs> PGA Tour events, who now his goal has changed to be part of Live Series exhibition. Um, but hats off to Bryson. I mean, he finished second. Uh, hit hit a 406-yard drive in this competition. I don't know. What I'm curious to see, Adam, is, you know, he has dealt with injuries uh, the last couple of years. I mean, this is, this is severe torque, a whole different kind of level of training. Can, can you do this and go back to playing regular golf? You know what? It's hard because, you know, during this transformation that Bryson has gone through, his body has certainly gone through a lot. Just after he started bulking up, we saw him at the Charles Schwab Challenge in June 2020 when he looked like the incredible bulk up there. He put on 50 pounds. He looked like the Michelin man, really. And then he, he won that U.S. Open uh, six months or four months later, whatever it was, and then had to slim down because you could tell his body just couldn't take the seven protein shakes a day because nobody can really take that. But the way his body has transformed, yes, we saw the injuries earlier this year. I, I don't know how much longer he can really do this. Is it another five years where, where he puts so much torque, uh, so much tension on his body, then he says, you know what, enough's enough. I have to go back to, to, to regular golf. Uh, it's, it's really curious to see. I'm curious to see where he goes from here. But you know what, like you mentioned, say what you say about Bryson DeChambeau, and yes, he's gone to live, and yes, he does some strange things on social media which we'll get to in Winners Weird and What. Good for him. Like, this is an unbelievable accomplishment to, to really transform that one playing golf swing into a long drive golf swing where he's got that front heel off the ground in his backswing, taking it through. But, uh, I mean, he is, he is such a fascinating character in the world of golf, whether he's on the PGA Tour or Live. All right, and continuing in Live news, Phil Mickelson, who really alongside Greg Norman, you know, was the face of Live Golf and was the face of launching this series, uh, has removed himself from the lawsuit uh, alongside Taylor Gooch, Ian Poulter, and Hudson Swafford. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Matt Jones, Peter Uline, and Live Golf, the association, Live Golf Inc., uh, are the only four plaintiffs remaining 
in this lawsuit. And I am curious now if this is just going to end up Live Golf versus the PGA Tour at some point, because we are still almost a year away from actually walking into a courtroom. Um, I guess the dominoes are starting to fall down the PGA Tour side. And continuing this theme, Adam, the PGA Tour, and I was surprised it took so long to do this, but it finally happened. The PGA Tour has countersued Live Golf and has named players like Phil Mickelson in that lawsuit, claiming that they went against contractual obligations with the PGA Tour and recruited players, which we know they did, for Live Golf. So this is getting messy and the ball is bouncing the PGA Tour direction. It's certainly getting messy. It's going to get messier probably. But like you mentioned, Phil Mickelson was a part of that group recruiting players through. Why is Peter Uline still in this lawsuit? That, that's what I want to know. He hasn't played many events on the PGA Tour at all. Has He's, he ever had full status on tour? No, I I, so. not that I know of because he, no. was, he was like Brooks Koepka. Yeah, exactly. And he was like Brooks Kepka taking the, the European tour, the, the then European tour, now DP World Tour. Challenge, he went Challenge Tour, Euro Tour. I think he bounced around Corn Ferry. Yeah. But, What's but, he uh, doing here? I, th- that's that's the weird thing about this. And, you know, I, I guess good for Phil Mickelson for backing out. Obviously, he's had a lot of, a ton of a Hall of Fame career on the PGA Tour. So I guess, uh, and good for him, for, I guess, for, for backing out of this. And this is my problem with all this. Like I say, I've always. Listen, I was vocal at the beginning about, listen, I personally have a problem with where the money comes from, okay? Uh, But you and I have never been offered $100 million to park our morals and ethics. So it's easy for you and I to say, this is disgusting, yada, 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 because we've never been faced with that decision. But if you park that and you just, you know, break this live series down based on 54 holes, no qualification, no shotgun, blah, 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 blah and take it for what it is, I still have problems with with its, with the setup of what this is for those reasons. But my biggest problem in all of this is that don't take the... It's take the money and go. Just, you made your choice. It's this lawsuit. It's this, we want official World Golf ranking points, even though we know the structure of the official World Golf ranking system has been that way for decades, and now we want to rewrite how you get official World Golf ranking points. No, 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 no. You took the money. Go push live. Try to make live the biggest success you can make it, but go away now. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't spend your time whining, complaining, and suing the PGA Tour. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, and speaking of that, Patrick Reed, I mean, this is just mind-boggling. I I mean, he drops his lawsuit in Texas, refiles his lawsuit in Florida. $750 million lawsuit against Golf Channel, Golf Week, Chambly, Hack, Bacon, Lynch, claiming they conspired against him, defamation, falsehoods, and torturous interference is the claim I mean, I can't believe that th- this is going to see daylight. Like, does this have any chance at all of not being ripped up and thrown out? At? There's no chance. I mean, who is advising him to do this? I mean, like, that's what, th- I, mean. That's what I want to know. I mean, we- we've known for a-, a long time that, you know, sometimes, you know, Patrick Reed rubs a lot of people the wrong way, and now he's rubbing a lot more people th- the wrong way, eh? you know, going to live, doing whatever he's doing there. And now this, this lawsuit and, and picking up and taking it over again. So, I I mean, this has absolutely no chance, I think, anyway. 
And finally, in live news, uh, reports have come out. We don't know if it's official yet. Um, Greg Norman is suggesting, no, this is not the case, that he's still in talks with other organizations. But uh, multiple, multiple news outlets have reported that Live Golf is on the verge of purchasing airtime with Fox Sports 1 uh, to create a TV deal for 2023. Why is this important? Well, in, in typical traditional modern day standards, uh, an organization, a league, uh, would sell their media rights to uh, a TSN, for example. TSN, you know, purchases the rights to be the broadcaster of the PGA Tour, Masters, et cetera, et cetera, and then sells that advertising inventory within the body of the broadcast to recoup that money and provide the broadcast to you, the viewer. This is different. This is Live Golf purchasing the airtime, paying for the production. And Adam, I mean, I'm scratching my head on this one because you've got hundreds of millions of dollars out there in players' contracts. You've got tens of millions of dollars out there in prize money pools. You've got more tens of millions of dollars out there in production, cranes, cameramen, audio, visual, broadcast talent, etc. And now you've got more tens of millions of dollars to purchase airtime and increase the cost of your production model as well. There's no corporate entity standing up to the plate right now willing to buy advertising on this. They're still in a either keep me as far away from this as possible or a wait and see position at best. I mean, at, at what point does something give here? How long will they go? How many years can they go not bleeding, but gushing blood money? before they go, eh, we're not in the golf business anymore. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And you look at some of the ratings on YouTube and how out of the gates they were somewhat decent. They weren't outstanding. But then they, they, really, they really tanked as, you know, coming down the last few tournaments. I know they have a few tournaments here coming up. But, I mean, they've got to allocate some money differently there, maybe to their marketing team for, for you know, maybe some new names for, for their, their team names and team logos that looked like they were done on, on paint, on Google Paint, whatever that's called. So, I mean, with Liv, there's always something fascinating, whether it's late August or now early October. We'll have to wait and see, and I'll, I'll try to pull some official numbers. But the last time I looked, uh, they had 52,000 people streaming the final round. Yeah. And when you talk about global access uh, to a free broadcast on the Internet, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, that, uh, that's a tough number to swallow. Okay, we're going to flip the script. On the other side, Mackenzie Hughes, a winner on the PGA Tour for the second time, a second time in a playoff with a huge 10-footer on the second playoff hole. We'll get to it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade and the TP5 and TP5X golf ball. Love every shot with the most complete ball in golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. Canada, it is Zakino, it is Scully. Mackenzie Hughes now a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. He gets it done at the Sanderson Farms Championship, you know, an event that has been kind to Canadians 
in history. Now, the fourth Canadian, actually, to ever win this event, the most recent previous to Mackenzie Hughes, of course, was Nick Taylor back in 2014. Um, well done. Did not hit it great on Sunday. Really did not have his A game. Uh, but he certainly had the A game with the putter. We're going to take a deep dive into this. But before we do, let's hear from Mackenzie Hughes, the most recent Canadian winner on the PGA Tour. I felt pretty good coming into this week. I had a, um, a solid week in Napa. Uh, I was close to kind of finishing that one off and having a, a high finish, but felt good coming in here uh, when putting in some good work and then kind of got off to a so-so start on Thursday. And, yeah, I didn't shoot myself out of it, but, um, you know, went under par and had some work to do. And then Friday I really found some nice nice rhythm and uh, started making some nice putts and I felt like at that point I had put myself in the mix and I felt like I was going to stay there. Uh, I just had a had a belief after that round that uh, my game was at a, at a great spot and been working really hard on the mental side of things too to instill that belief in myself. I, I tell myself um, you know a lot of things throughout the day and, and try to really overdo the positive um, kind of up the you know up this positive self-talk a lot and and I use that a lot today I know there was there were times that I had some doubt and uh, I just kept reminding myself that I was really good and it's hard to do sometimes because this game can beat you up but um, I'm really proud of the work that I've done and uh, but I get a lot of help too from from a lot of people around me my caddy Jace he did a, a phenomenal job today and um, having my family here like you said was was just the the cherry on top so um, really, really fun week and uh, just a golf course that I really like. So I'll be, I'll be back uh, for many more years. All right, Adam, the two things that Mackenzie Hughes said that he been he has been working on uh, to get ready for the new season, and we'll start with the first one. The first one was his mental attitude, and I think it was on full display on Sunday because he did not have his A game. In fact, you look at some of these numbers, you could argue he didn't have his game at all. He hit nine greens, six of 14 fairways, especially during key moments before we got to the playoff. It was so interesting because once we got to the playoff, he seemed to be able to trust it and find it, which is important. But I think that speaks to his, uh, you know, this work that he's suggesting he's doing on staying positive. Say, hey, what, what I did in regulation doesn't matter. I need to put it in the fairway now. He figured out a way to do it. Obviously, a brilliant putter putting performance. Uh, the ten footer, he you know the early celebration, he knew he had it, the fist pump. But I think it speaks to hey, being able to control your emotions, stay positive, and to win on this tour without your best stuff. That's usually stuff we talk about when we're talking about top five, top ten players in the world, not Mackenzie Hughes, correct? It certainly is, and you know, for a guy who's been at the grind for a very long time, 2,142 days between PGA Tour victories, and obviously, you know, the great putting performance. I, I've exchanged a couple of texts with good friend of ours, Ralph Bauer, uh, who who has done a lot of work uh, with Mackenzie Hughes with the putter, the Tour Read app, which uh, which Mackenzie Hughes has obviously used uh, to help read greens. But you mentioned that nine greens in regulation and shooting three under par in the final round—that is impressive alone. But I was most impressed. For Mackenzie Hughes, I would say his TSN turning point, TM, would be the par 5 14th, where he misses it way right off the tee, just tries to hit a wedge back into play, doesn't 
he hit it in the right spot, plugged lie in a fairway bunker. And even after he spoke in his press conference about not getting too fed up about that, and he easily could have been very frustrated, made a six pretty easily. What's he do? Hacks it 40 yards down the fairway, hits a great wedge to 10 feet, makes the putt for the unlikely par, birdies the next hole, the drivable par four. And then down the stretch, I mean, even on the 18th hole in regulation, you know, hits a... Not a great tee shot, a big snap hook off the tee. I know the speed is up there, but a big snap hook off the tee. A great lag putt from 55, 60 feet or so. And then even, you think the first playoff hole. Hits a good tee shot in the fairway and then overcooks the draw into the green. One hell of an up and down for Mackenzie Hughes. This is a, a great victory, especially, too, he wasn't picked for the President's Cup, and I know he was motivated after that, that's for sure. I think you hit the nail on the head there two ways, Adam. I think, and we said it on our broadcast because I called McKenzie all, I called his entire round yesterday. The 16 footer for par on the par five, we, we isolated that as a huge momentum builder for him. That, that par save is going to be worth more than almost any birdie he puts on the card. It was just huge for him. And I think everything you're outlining, speaks to the work that he was suggesting he was doing, you know, with his mental attitude, controlling his emotions, because we're outlining things that just weren't going his way. You know, uh, the shot in the bunker in the playoff, the missed fairway. I mean, these are things that can derail you, but instead he stays in it. And it's a cliche, but these cliches become true for a reason. It is one shot at a time. And I mean, he truly treated it that way. So, Congratulations, Mackenzie Hughes. I was thinking of Ralph. It's funny you reached out to him because I was thinking of Ralph, and, and he must have been on the, the edge of his seat watching that, as we all were. Now I'm going to take you back, though, to Friday on why this win might be worth a little bit more big picture than what we're thinking about. The other thing Mackenzie Hughes has been working on is his iron game. Now, you wouldn't be able to necessarily tell that on Sunday. Now, part of the reason you might not be able to tell it 9 of 18 greens on Sunday. But a lot of that is attached to poor driving. Okay, so I think we got to take those 9 of 18 greens. And four, and he was tied for 63rd in proximity to the hole on Sunday. And we got to park that. Because if you're hitting it all over the place off the tee, your iron numbers are going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, a good iron numbers start with giving yourself chances from the fairway. Let's go back to Friday. 21 feet proximity to the hole, second in the field. 16 of 18 greens, number one strokes gained approach. When you put that kind of work into your iron game and you see it come through in the battle on a Friday like that and you marry that with the positive attitude, controlling your emotions one shot at a time to a guy that is already one of the best players in the game, Adam, I feel good. The McKenzie might be able to do this again this season. I feel good that he's going to show up in some big events. I, I totally agree. And, you know, that iron game for the week paid off. He was sixth for the week in strokes gained approach. And, you know, we've always said on this show, imagine combining Corey Connors' iron game and McKenzie Hughes around the greens and you have the ultimate player. But if McKenzie Hughes is, you know, his iron game's improving, obviously there's more speed, which, which he really uh, talked after the round. Yes, he was erratic off the tee, but at certain times it really helped him out. 
this could be a sign of good things to come. And I know, I know he's already motivated for two years from now when we'll be at Royal Montreal for that President's Cup. You know that hurt him not making the President's Cup team. He did say afterwards he respected uh, Captain Trevor Illman's decision not to select him. He wasn't playing a lot of great golf throughout the summer, but he took the last two months, really honed in on that speed training, on that you know new dedicated work on his iron play, on that mental game, and look what happens. He wins on the PGA Tour, not having his best stuff by any way, shape, or form on a Sunday final round. Well, respecting the decision and liking the decision are two different things. Got to give a shout out to Sepp Straka. Boy, he's got it going. He's playing such great golf and he just can't get it done in a playoff. Loses to Will Zalatoris in the third playoff hole of the FedEx St. Jude Championship in Memphis to kick off last season's playoff. And now, a couple of months later, loses on the second playoff hole here at the Sanderson Farms Championship. But tell you right now, circle the name, Sepp Straka might be on that Ryder Cup team next year and might win before we flip the calendar to get to Hawaii. On the other side, three dub. Winner's weird and what? This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Welcome back. Golf Talk Canada is the Kino Scully. It's a one-hour edition. We are now into the winter season of Golf Talk Canada. And it is that time. It is winter's weird and what? The good, the bad, and the ugly. And this week, the tea is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, Adam. My winner goes to our very own Kara Waglin of SportsCenter and NFL coverage right here on TSN. Now, once in a while, I bump into Kara out at the driving range because she likes to hit golf balls. She likes to practice. And I don't know if she's listening this morning, but if she is, <laughs> this spring I told her because I just saw the work she was putting in. It seemed like every, every other time I went to the driving range, she would be there. And I said, you're going to have the, you're going to have a good year. You're going to have a, a big year. This could be your coming out golf season party. Well, guess who had her first ever career hole in one this weekend out at Bunker Hill, 116 yard par three fourth. She jars a nine iron for her first ever hole in one skulls. Wasn't that unbelievable? And I mean, I, I saw some people on social media were, were giving it to her a little bit for, n for not really having that big of a celebration. But I, I did some digging. I went right to the source. She was playing with a good friend of ours, Kristen Murphy. And apparently on the tee, they celebrated like they won the Stanley Cup. And other groups were <laughs> talking to them, saying, what's going on, all this noise? We made a one. It was a nine iron. Good for you, Kara. She's been so dedicated to her craft, playing golf, uh, doing a bunch of stuff with that. And hopefully, you know, this is a sign of great things to come moving forward here. Ace number one. That's incredible. That's how we start. We call it ace number one because we know. There's more to come. Mm -hmm. Okay, a bit of a rough week uh, weekend for Mark Hubbard. You know, Mark Hubbard had the lead heading into the final round, uh, but he got derailed in the final round. Hubbard uh, shot two over par 74, but that's not why he's my weird. Last week, he wasn't feeling great, sitting at home watching the President's Cup and wondering, you know, hey, you know, Sanderson Farms for me, I don't expect to play too well at the Sanderson Farms. I'm just going to, like, you know, kick off some dust and get ready for Vegas. Ends up 
you know, having the lead. But part of the reason why he was thinking he wasn't going to play so well, at home in the kitchen, his daughter accidentally knocked a knife off the kitchen counter, stabbed him in the foot to the point where he punctured a hole what? in his foot at him. What? Yes. Mark Hubbard stabbed by his daughter accidentally before kicking off the Sanderson Farms. Unbelievable. I mean, we've, we've seen some golfers have some weird injuries. You know, Taylor Pendrith hurt his rib at the Players' Championship. But this takes it to a whole new level. I mean, I'm glad he's okay and he had a great weekend. Too bad he, uh, great week. Too bad he couldn't get it done. But that's just weird. All right. And my what this week, and I kind of tease this off the top because weeks he's out uh, playing golf in Cabot. And again, I'm not a fan of this time of year golf. I'm going to drag myself out there tomorrow. Now, apparently in Southern oh. Ontario tomorrow, we got ourselves a decent day. Yeah. It is our alternate shot, two-man team, alternate shot, kind of end-of-season event tomorrow at the Hunt, 18 holes. So uh, myself and uh, my good friend, Mr. Hugh Brown, we're going to go out and we're going we're gonna to try to do this alternate shot. And Hugh's a plus handicap as well. So we're going to give Perfect. away a lot of candy and an alt shot and try to have a fun day. But overall, this time of year, with the cold, the wet, the leaves, I'm just, it's not my, not my cup of tea, Skull. <laughs> but it could be worse. You could have been playing Friday at the home of golf. Did you see the Dunhill Cup? We are talking temperatures hovering around zero, a sideways rain, sleet in the player's face all day, miles per hour of wind that we can't clock, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Rory McIlroy, who grew up playing golf overseas, called it top three worst conditions they had ever seen in their career, Adam. I'll say it once, I'll say it again. I love the Dunhill Championship. But would it be a nice tournament to play in golf season, Adam? You would think, but it seems like it's almost tradition, I guess, to, to really embrace the carnage out there. And none more than, how about Alexander Knapp, who had three top tens in his last four starts heading into last week. He was even par on the front nine at St. Andrews. He shot 52. 52! He's a professional golfer! He shot 52 on the back nine! What? Golf is not meant to be played in the winter. If TJ Rule from Golfway Tours is listening right now, he's going to hate me for this. But, you know, I love playing golf in Scotland, Ireland. Like, it's my favorite time, favorite mm. place in the world to play golf. But if you ain't golfing in July and August, <laughs> you have to have your head examined to go play golf over there. I mean, <laughs> forget it. I have my days of golfing in the UK that don't involve the words July or August are over, Adam. They are over. All right, that does it for me, Adam. The tea is now yours. 348. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, that is sweet. Okay, Mark, my winner this week is a couple of things going back to the President's Cup after party. Now, we were on the, we were on the air this time last week recapping the dominant victory by the Americans, the surprising sort of almost comeback performance by the internationals, making it close a couple times during Sunday's final round. But And we didn't know exactly what was going on in the team rooms that Sunday evening. We knew there was a lot of celebrating, perhaps a cocktail or 19 for some of the guys. But afterwards, later in the week, there was some video released. A, Sung J M doing Gangnam Style, 
with I think everyone that the the wives, all the players, the caddies, ba- basically it would look like a dance off, and it was Sung J M <laughs> in the middle, and and he is fully whoop on Gangnam style, like he's he's got it all going. It's too bad we're not on TV right now because I tried to impersonate that, didn't go too well. But then Hideki Matsuyama's caddy, there was a picture of him, tarps off. Every player had signed his chest. Love that. I saw that, Adam. That was hilarious. I mean, at the time, I guess it was the right idea, but why are you... I I don't know. That's Like, I'm assuming it has been washed off by now, correct? Uh, Maybe. But, you know, at least, hey, look at it this way. They've got that celebration and that autographed topless body (laughs) captured on social media now for life. Because once it's on the internet, Skulls. It's there forever. Right. So, I mean, uh, you know, good for them. Uh, Obviously, the guys had a lot of fun and uh, lots coming out of that Presence Cup uh, after party. Okay, my weird this week, I mentioned this off the top, Bryson DeChambeau. Yes, you know, a a great performance at at the long drive, finishing in second. But a couple weeks ago at the Live Tournament, he had a bit of a a mishap with a gallery rope uh, running into it, losing his vision for a little bit. He went down like he was shot. Thankfully, he was okay. But Bryson being Bryson took things way over the top. And he put out a video where it's almost like he's getting ready to go into a boxing ring. And then he he dips under the rope. And then there's like 10 guys who are, I guess, part of his crew or his entourage. I don't know. And they're all going nuts. It's like, come on, guys. Like, like what are we doing with this? Why are we taking this to the next level? It's just so cringeworthy. It was cringeworthy. I guess when you get a hundred and some odd million dollars, you can uh, your posse can increase mm-hmm. as well of, of who kind of hangs out with you, to your point. But uh you know, they are likely going to end up with Fox. So yeah. maybe, you know, Fox likes their bizarre made-for-TV special. So maybe following Live Golf, when gallery ropes attack, 9 p.m. Thursdays, Fox Sports. There you go. That has a nice little ring to it. And I'm not sure if you saw the Buffalo Bills uh, Twitter account, but they put PSA. This is, how it's, this is how to safely go under a rope at a sporting event. It's Josh Allen. Hold it, covering his face and dipping under a rope. <laughs> that is great. So, uh, so good for them having some fun with that. But Bryson DeChambeau, just simply cringeworthy. Okay, before we go to break, my what this week. Going back to the Dunhill Links Championship, Alex Norin. He's two shots off the lead heading into the 72nd hole. He's just hit a, he's had a great shot to 17 at St. Andrews, the road hole. Missed about a six-footer for birdie. Would have been a two-shot swing. Would have been one shot back. Now, we know the 18th hole at St. Andrews. It's, it's pretty hard to miss that fairway. It is so mm-hmm. wide. Now, what does he do? He's, he hits this big, flailing slice. That, and this thing is out of bounds. Like, this thing is going out of bounds. Hits the hotel, bounces back in play, goes over the green. Like, this ball should have been miles out of bounds. He, he missed his target by, I don't know, 60 yards. Gets it over the green, makes birdie, loses out, comes tied for second. But this was quite a bounce, Mark. Not sure if you saw this, but this ball should have been so far out of bounds, but got a great break. Unfortunately, didn't get a chance to win, though. I, I did not see it. I saw a bit of it. Our good friend Rory McElroy got... Uh caught in the road hole bunker uh, he was trying to make a huge comeback played great on sunday the road hole bunker got him years ago adam off the top of my head <laughs> i believe it was ian baker finch you know who was an open champion became one of the best players in the world and then all of a sudden lost his game overnight mm-hmm. of course now part of the cbs golf team but i believe it was ian baker finch who stood on the first tee at st andrews and hit it ob left and decided 
I think I'm done with this game professionally. No, no, I, I, I will say to poke some fun at myself, I, I played wooden sticks about uh, five weeks ago or so, and obviously yes. there's some replica holes there. And the, the 10th and 18th there are 1 and 18 at St. Andrews. And I did miss the fairway on 18. But th- there, there, is, there is some leeway. It's the 360-yard hole. I was pin high, so I, I was in play, but I, I did miss the fairway. Hopefully you missed it left. I did miss it left. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Good. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Okay. On the other side, we're going to get you caught up with all the leaderboards in the world of golf, including that Dunhill Championship. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Adam and Mark with you as we wind down our first 60-minute edition, our winter schedule, kicking off your Golf Talk Canada. Let's do leaderboard updates. Leaderboard updates brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one range finder in all of golf. Visit Bush, bushnellgolf.com. Ryan Fox pulling the Mackenzie Hughes. He gets it done at the Dunhill Championship. It's a one-shot win over Alex Norn. Rory, two back after having a huge 66 on Sunday, but derailed by the road hole bunker at the old course of St. Andrews. I say Ryan Fox pulling the Mackenzie Hughes because Ryan Fox of Australia, he also was a little bit rubbed the wrong way being left off that international president's cup team. And he does exactly what Mackenzie Hughes does, turns around and wins immediately after the president's cup. Well done, Ryan Fox. Charlie Hall, a win over Xiu Lin of China and a two-shot win over Lydia Ko on the LPGA Tour. Charlie Hall, a 64 on Sunday, talking about going out and getting it done. Wow. And as previously mentioned, Mackenzie Hughes in a playoff over Sepp Straka. Well done, Mackenzie Hughes. It's his second career win on the PGA Tour, his first coming in a playoff six years ago at the RSM Classic, which is only a few weeks away. It's actually the final event, the RSM Classic, of the first portion of our last ever wraparound season on the PGA Tour. But Mackenzie Hughes now a two-time winner. Well done, Mackenzie Hughes. Nick Taylor also there, tied for 19th. Taylor playing some really good golf, came into this event in the top 10 in the FedEx Cup standings and continues to play well with a top 20 Taylor, a former winner of this event. All right, Adam, yours truly nailed a four-game parlay yesterday. Really? Giants to cover, Cowboys to cover, Eagles to cover, Chiefs to win. I was getting a point with the Chiefs. Nailed all four. Got all my lollies back and then some on my first uh-huh. three weeks that were horrible. So those sure, truly, yours truly back in the positive column okay. on my NFL. Huge Monday nighter for the 49ers. <laughs> Divisional game against the Rams. Jimmy G back under center after Trey Lance gone for the season. Niners Nation. 
you know, Lindsey Hamilton, James Duffy, myself, there's a lot of us under the TSN umbrella that you would put into Niner Nation, thinking that now with Jimmy G there, we're just good enough to get back into the playoffs and then lose a big one that counts. That's <laughs> typically what Jimmy G does, right? Gets to a conference final or something along those lines, and then wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I'm bringing up all of this to you at the end of Golf Talk Canada is I'm feeling like coming off a career year when it comes to TSN Edge in the golf community, I feel like I'm not doing so well, Adam, in the first two starts and that the three of us have struggled with these questionable fields to start the season. It is hard to handicap the fall. It really is, and because many of these guys, you know, took some time off. Many of these got many of these guys, you know, didn't play the tour championship, didn't play the second, didn't make the playoffs for that matter. So playoffs. So at, at that point, you have to try to, you know, think about recent form. How have these how have these players have done at this tournament? I should say in the past and last week wasn't our strongest week. I mean, you were seven under combined with a couple of guys missing the cut. Bob was 18 under par with his picks, one player missing the cut. I was 19 under player, one player missing the cut. We had one player in the top 10. Uh, I had Taylor Montgomery, who was uh, an up-and-comer. Who PGA was, uh, Tour rookie. PGA Tour rookie. He was around 26 to 1 pre-tournament to go on and win. But, I mean, it's, it's the law of averages, right? right? You had eight wins last season. You completely dominated us, Bob and myself. We had seven wins combined. So maybe this is just uh, the golf gods, the, the fan duel odds, with the, the betting odds, whatever. It's just sort of evening, evening it all out. But the Shriners Children's Open this week, there are, it's a bit of a better field thus far, I think. It's a better field. And my eight wins last year, uh, I should mention, all came in the calendar year of 2022 so i didn't win in the fall last year either i i literally am terrible uh at handicapping bad fields you know it's like it's like going to woodbine all right (laughs) i would much rather be handicapping you know the queen's plate or a good race with good horses Mm -hmm. than than trying to figure out you know what the entry level race is going to do with you know Horses that might not be running next week ever again. You know what I mean? (laughs) And we've got every field seems like it has 20 plus rookies in it, which is hard. Uh, To your point, you don't have a lot of recent form yet because most of these guys have not played since the playoffs. So recent form, you know, you might get one or two guys like a Sepp Straka where you go, okay, maybe I've got some recent form here. But you don't have a lot of horses for courses plays because of the rookies that play this time of year. We are going to get a few tournaments coming up, to your point. L.A., sorry, not L.A., uh, Vegas, mm-hmm. Mayakoba, uh, RSM, where we might get a few horses for courses type of plays, and you hope you get them, but man, is it a tough time of year. Speaking of a tough time of year, not a tough time of year for Golf Talk Canada, every Monday, 60 minutes, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on TSN 1050, iHeartRadio, tsn.ca. Our winter schedule, we're not going anywhere. Radio right through to the third week of January. When the farmer's insurance rolls around from Torrey Pines, we will go back to our Monday 10 a.m. to 12 noon schedule. So a full two hours of Golf Talk Canada Radio starting with the farmer's insurance open. We will also have a huge Golf Talk Canada announcement coming that Monday 
when we kick off our next season, season 13, we'll have a big announcement that will affect everything for season 13. And, T- and Golf Talk Canada Television will return last week of February with a tailor-made product special. And I believe, Adam, we were talking about this last week, that we're hopeful that we get to go to Carlsbad to see the mm-hmm. new gear. You, Bob, and I, actually, Bob won't be with us because he's in Cabot. You and I are going to get a sneak peek at TaylorMade HQ at some of the new gear this week on Wednesday. And then we're going to be shooting in Carlsbad first week of December getting our hands on all the new gear and shooting our TV special for next season. Are you pumped? Well, I'm super pumped after the release that we saw Taylor made with their new iron. And we exchanged a couple of uh, DMS about that. And uh, those look pretty spicy. So if those are uh, in the building on Wednesday, looking forward to playing those because those look like irons tailor made for you. And oh, me. you see that? You see how you connected see that? that? See that? So well done. <laughs> What's up for Adam Scully the rest of this week before we let you go? Are you uh, pl- going to play fall golf? I know, like, again, I know we're together Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a busy day Wednesday. We're doing a lot of GTC business. Wednesday I know it's a busy, a business busy meeting. Day. Yeah, so, so I mean, are I, you? Uh, I'm going to play. I'm actually. I have uh, Blue Jays playoff tickets for Saturday. So hoping that they host. Their magic number is two. If they win tonight and Seattle loses, they're hosting. So uh, I'll be going. Hopefully, knock on wood to the game Saturday. I will definitely play Sunday and hopefully on Monday as well. If if it's anywhere above. Honestly, double digits for me. We, we've got all this new Adidas fleece clothing that we'll have much more about going forward here. That will you'll keep you, keep me nice and warm and keep all of you nice and warm for those who purchase as well. So looking forward to getting out and playing. Other than tomorrow's uh, uh, golf for you, Mark, are you getting out there at all or are you done? That is it for me, Adam. Wow. Tomorrow will be my last round on Canadian soil. I'm off to Spain next week, taking right. a holiday. We're running a best of on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody, because we won't talk to you. And then we're back the following week uh, with more golf. Actually, sorry, next week. Yeah, next yep. week we are running best of. And then the following week, you and I heading to Myrtle Beach to Captain Team Canada for the Can-Am Cup. I'm going in rusty. I need time away from this game. I think that's the best <laughs> thing for me right now. I love now. it. Adam, have a great week. Enjoy the sunshine. Everybody play well. Enjoy your fall golf. Don't let me be a Debbie Downer on it. And go Niner Nation. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.